Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chida Jacob, and I'm here this morning to share with you, to break this bread this morning of the body and the blood of Jesus that we feast together in this communion table, holy and anointed and sanctioned by the Spirit of God, where the spirit of men are cleansed and made perfect, just like the spirit of their father, where the minds are molded by the principles of heaven and where our eyes are widely open to behold the glory of Jesus in all his fullness, knowing that when we see him, we see us, that we can only know us by knowing Christ. Because we have been created, recreated. Ephesians chapter 2, I think is verse number 10. It says that we are God's masterpiece. Don't forget, a masterpiece is the highest of creations of an artist. The masterpiece. That means we are the highest of what is created. The TPT course or say we are poetry written by God. Sir, I am God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. Religion doesn't want you to believe that. Your village people don't want you to believe that. The people who are confused also don't know, so they don't want you to believe that. That you and I are the highest of God's creation. As if it wasn't that wasn't good enough. He went on to tell us how he did it. He said, we are created anew in Christ Jesus. That means we are created after Christ. And don't forget, for those of you who will understand, my born again today, the identity I have today, the identity that you have today is not after Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one that walked the earth. No, it is after the resurrected one. Is after the resurrected one, the one that had paid for sin and had been made perfect in all ways. That is the one that we are born again after. That is why no man could actually be completely saved until he paid the price. Amen and amen. So today, if you can understand that, keep your eyes on him. Look at who he is because it's only in seeing him that we can see us. Education can give you certificate, it does not define you. Where you live can give you a prestige, but it does not define you. Sir, the true definition of you, if you want to know who you are, is to see who Christ is, because we have been created, born again after him. That's why the scripture calls him the firstborn from the dead. So Jesus is our eldest brother, Amen and amen. Jesus is our eldest brother. So we are born again after him. Beloved, why is this important? The choices you have made today concerning yourself comes from the way you see yourself. What you see yourself is the way you react. But when you see the fullness, I, I, I normally use this example. I said, if somebody should come to you and the person is crying, or beating their head for they need a millionaire. They think that their life is lost if they don't get it. So they are depressed. They want to commit suicide. They want to kill themselves. And they come to you. And you happen to have hundreds of millions. And this fellow comes is talking to you about it. You know what you say to him? You know, no, no, don't need to, you don't need to cry. No, don't cry. That's a simple problem. 
Why should you cry? Why do you, but just for that? No, don't worry. It's okay. It's okay. That's not even a problem. Why are you saying that? You know who you are. You know what you carry. Praise God. Or let's say you have hundreds of millions and then you have a problem. You have a problem that one million I can solve. Are you going to have a sleepless night over it? No. Are you going to cry over that problem? No. You will solve it and over solve it. Praise God. What if you have no idea, for example, or let me, let me put it this way. What if you don't have the money? That's when that need terrifies you. That's when that need becomes a nightmare because you feel you don't have the capacity. Okay, what the enemy has done so well is to make sure that believers don't know their capacity. And today, when you tell them who we are, they will argue. If I tell a born-again man that he's cursed, find Bible verses here and there to prove to him that eh, even though you are born again, but you know, you can still be cursed, he will likely believe it. When I tell the man, no, you are blessed beyond being blessed, that is harder for him to believe. Why is that? We have been confused. Religion has confused us. Church most times confused us. And that's why, friend, look up around you. I was saying this past week. Think about it. What is going on in Ukraine versus Russia or Russia versus Ukraine is an indication, is a proof. Beloved, you cannot think like ordinary men. You have to see things from the eyes of your father. I don't want to get into the politics of who first find trouble, but I read it from the eyes of the father. What does it show you? It shows you that human beings have not changed. The nature of man have not changed because what Russia is doing against Ukraine is what the Vikings did 3,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago. They enter boat, they, they cross the city to invade the place. It's what the Romans did. It's what the Egyptian empire did. It's what the black pharaohs did. It's the same strategy. Nations or a group of people taking over weaker ones for their own self-preservation. Same thing, nothing else. Today, maybe they will use tanks, then it was men. Now, the weapons may have changed, but don't forget, the spirit is still the same thing. The purpose is still the same thing. It is those who feel that they are strong, taking over those who, feel, who they feel they are weak for their own self-preservation. It is the same thing that gave birth to slavery. It is the same thing that gave birth to colonialism. It is the same thing that, in fact, what I'm sharing with you here is behind the foreign policy of many nations. What does that tell us? Humanity have not changed. Now we can travel faster. Now we can talk faster. But the heart of men have not changed. And why am I telling you this, beloved? Look up and see the truth. The only way out for man is this gospel. Listen, I'm not saying this because I'm a preacher. But let me tell you what is different about this gospel that we're preaching. Because this is the gospel that targets a man's heart. Don't forget, this is the gospel that targets a man's heart. This gospel is not about anything. Of course, a man who is good can become wealthy, become rich. But don't forget, there are wealthy people already. There's no nation, no matter how poor, that you will not see very wealthy people. The different thing about this gospel is because it targets men's heart. And when men's heart become pure, their behavior become pure. When men's heart are evil, their deeds are evil. 
I went to I, I went to inspect a place uh, yesterday, and um, I was I was I didn't know the the address. You know, Nigeria sometimes the, the locate the addresses can be funny, and so I felt I was in front of the place I was going to, and so a guy came out from the gate and I asked him, "Is this number 13? The guy says, "Oh no 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 no, it's not here." 13 is all the way back. He started pointing all the way back. You've got to go all the way back. And then I began to go back. But then I was a little bit, on, you know, um, kind of uncomfortable in my spirit. So I pulled over and I called the person I was looking for. Lo and behold, the, the gate where I was, was the number I was looking for. Now, I've learned to look beyond what men do and try to see the source. So I started to tell uh, you know, the guy that was with me, I said to him, look at this man. Why did he do that? It's because there is evil in his spirit. There is evil in his spirit. If I was standing at that gate and somebody will ask me, somebody looking for a place will ask me, I will go beyond and above to make sure the man finds his place. Now, this man can be Christian. This man can be Muslim. This man can be talking in tongues. This man can be praying to prosper. This man can be praying to become better. But his heart is evil. And because he's that, you don't, you don't know me. I have no business with you. I didn't come to take your job. I have never seen you before. Why did you respond that way? Why did you try to send me back, far back to where I'm coming from? The answer, there is evil in that man's heart. It doesn't matter whether he's Alsa, Igbo, Yoruba, white, black, green. No, it doesn't matter. The truth is that he responded. Don't forget, because when you see a fruit, Jesus says, don't look at fruit, look at the tree. And when he says the tree, what is he talking about? He's talking about the man's heart. Now, beloved, I've said all these things this morning so that as you're receiving this message, whether you just joined or you, you just started listening. The only thing you've got to give up is open up your heart. Let God himself fix you. And that's what this message is designed to do. Remember, I've never given you any ritual to perform. Neither have I demanded anything of you except one thing, which is also what Jesus demanded that you believe. What is it to believe? To open up your heart and accept the truth. What is that truth? Accept the truth of who you are. No, if you are born again, you are no longer cursed. You are perfectly 100% blessed. If you are not experiencing blessing, it's because your heart has not conceived it. It's because your spirit has not. Is Listen, if you are born again, it's right there already in your spirit. So what I'm telling you is to allow yourself to see, to allow your eyes to see. For example, where Brother Paul was praying, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened that you know. It's not because God will release his love. No, the love is already present just that you may see it. Beloved, I speak to you every day. Sometimes it's convenient. Sometimes it's not. I live in this country here. But I strive by the grace of God to labor, to bring you this message every day in answer to that prayer. Why? That your eyes may open, that you see yourself. You see the reality of who you are. You see what God has given you. I go this effort to help you understand. Why is this understanding even more necessary? Because we have been confused. Many people have been confused reading the Bible because they turn the Bible upside down. They have no idea. And like I said, what makes religion even more dangerous 
is when an ignorant man is confused that he knows what he's talking about. Meanwhile, you are 100% ignorant. You have no idea what the Bible you are reading from is all about. But you are sounding very 100% assured, confident that you know what you are talking about. And I said to somebody yesterday, when we were in the, in the study, somebody came and was making the same thing I've been crying. Thank God it happened. The same thing I've been shouting. Before you accept something as true, think, is it really true? Before you take something to be true, think. Before you accept a principle to be true, think. God has given you the mind to think. When somebody says, ah, you are going to do something good, there must be a giant waiting for you, you see? Even if no giant is existing, you, by your faith now, have created one for yourself. Friend, listen to me very carefully. It will make sense why the only thing the enemy did to overturn what was going on in Eden was to change their mind, to stop believing the way they believe and started to believe otherwise. Listen to me very carefully. As I said, use these messages to check. When you're done finishing, look at yourself. Sit down and ask, what have you believed all your life? Where I am now and where you are now is a function of what I have believed. And you know where those things come from. It comes from experience. It comes from culture. It comes from tradition. Or part of them all, religion. That's where it comes from. Where you are now, stop blaming anything or anybody. Where you are now is a function of what you have eaten. When they ate of the knowledge of good and evil, they died. What have you eaten? What you have eaten is the knowledge you have welcomed. Because whatever knowledge a man welcomes, that man becomes. I use this example and everybody can relate with that. A man who has eaten of the lie that it is not possible for a man to stay with one woman. He has eaten that lie. Oga, it will be that man's nature. He will tell you he can't control himself. Why? It's not that he cannot control himself. It's because he has eaten of a lie that one woman can never be good enough for a man. That man will commit fornication and adultery. He doesn't need to be tempted. Satan doesn't need to tempt him. Because who, who, what he is inside is what he will do. The lie that he has eaten, the poison that he has eaten, he will bring forth that fruit. He doesn't need to be provoked to commit adultery. He doesn't need to be enticed to commit adultery. He has, he has become his nature. That thing that he ate has become his nature and he will bring it forth. And until you change that man from inside, that man can become the highest anointed man of God all over the world, still committing adultery. Because why? What a man has on the inside, he will bring that forth. I hope, listen, I know there are people who are new. I know there are people who have heard me say these things over and over again. But it's important so that you have an idea. If God brought you to this message, Kai, Ah, he's, he's brought you to something. I kid you not, beloved. If God, I don't, it doesn't matter how you go here. Somebody recommended you, you stumbled on it. But if you have been drawn to this message, know from me, this is God drawing you into the solutions he has for you. This is God drawing you into the life that he has designed for you. This is God drawing you into freedom from pain, from depression, from anxiety, from fears. This is God drawing you into the kingdom himself. This is God drawing you into his joy, 
into his fullness. This is God drawing you into prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. This is God drawing you into his divine purpose for you. This is it, beloved. And again, it doesn't cost you anything. It's free of charge. God is not demanding anything but your heart. But your heart. And what, what, what is that? When I say heart, what does heart mean? When we say heart, are we talking about the physical organ? No, sir. When we say heart, what do we mean? We are talking about your thoughts, your wills, your emotions, your affections. This is what makes up your heart. The way you think, the way you read things. What are you, what, what, what are you driven by? Is it faith or love? Is it faith or fear? Is it love or hate? Now, these are the things that we have to... Because once a man, like I was saying last Sunday, the settlement of all settlement. Because once a man is settled within him, every other thing falls in line. Praise God. Don't forget. Don't forget what this is. Once a man is settled in his heart, that means settled in his thoughts, settled in his emotions, settled in his affections, settled in his will. Don't leave that man alone. He's okay. His victory is guaranteed. His victory is assured. That settlement in his spirit will bring settlement to his body. That settlement in his spirit will bring settlement into his family, into his environment, into the things that he does. Praise God. Amen and amen. Again, let me remind you, don't try to use what you are hearing to try to fix one quick problem around you. Now, it's okay you can do that. You can do that. It's okay. There's nothing wrong. But why don't you build a house? Why don't you allow God build you into a new house? When I say build you into a new house, I'm talking about why don't you let God build you into a new person? That this new person you, you are becoming or you are now or you are becoming, the things that used to be problem before are no longer problem. You see, I think that's a better, wiser way than just trying to, you know, um, overcome in one area and then start struggling in one area. And that's good. Every victory is victory. I'm not, I'm not putting down any victory. What I'm telling you, sir, Instead of you renting a house, why don't you buy a land and build? For, listen to me carefully, man thinks temporarily. God is eternal. His plans and the thing he does is eternal. Again, let me repeat. I, there's absolutely no problem. I do it also. There are issues that I try to fix quickly. But I don't exert too much of my energy on that. I spend on all. I'm spending my faith, allowing God to build me into the man that none of these things are issues. Praise God. Amen and amen. I hope this makes sense to you this morning. Again, beloved brothers and sisters, I'm here for you by the grace of God. If there's something you don't understand, if there's a place you need me to explain more, if there are personal issues you think we can, you can talk to me about, that's fine. If it's not addressed here, send me a message. Let's book a time. We'll talk about it. And by the grace of God, I always promise you, if I don't know, we will agree together in prayer and God will open our eyes. Praise God. Don't forget, the one that is in me is also the same one that is in you. My goal, by the grace of God, is to bring you to the fullness of who you are in Christ. Don't forget, don't forget. You know, when I say these things, it shocks religious people. Why does it shock them? Jesus never ever built a throne and sat on the throne and asked his disciples to worship him. Never once. But what was he doing? He was trying to help them understand that they are his brothers. So he will say to them, your father, my father, and your father. Why was he saying that? He was trying to let them understand that, look, we are brothers. Praise God. 
May this give you understanding. May your heart open and may your eyes open to the truth in the name of Jesus. I'm going to stop here and by the grace of God, I'll come back to you again tomorrow as we continue. Don't forget, I'm still building on on what was said last Sunday and I think this is making more sense to a lot of people. Please enjoy your day now that you have been received this food. Eat as much as you can. And then don't forget that with love in your heart, not condemnation, not judgment, with love in your heart, please pray the message as much as you can. This morning, you have been served. Shalom.